Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Now that uh, Celebration and Comic-Con and what was the other one? Like, now that all these cons are over, things can finally go back to being boring. Right, guys? Summer can go back to being boring as F. Right? Better than fall and winter. That's a dirty lie. Fall is the best season. Exactly. It's, I mean, outside of Halloween, but, you know. No. It's got the best weather. Exactly. It does not. We've, I think we've talked about this. That Josh doesn't like sweaters, and I think that's what's leading to his distaste for cold weather. The best time to wear a striped sweater is never. That's not how the song goes. Do you know that song won a Grammy? It didn't, but I think if you say it enough times, it'll be I true. Did. Okay. <laughs> that's just my own personal personal theory. So, so yeah, the cons are over. And Comic Con's over, Celebration's over. Am I missing? What was the one last week? It's like the last week or the week before. Oh, though that was D twenty three. Celebration D twenty three. No, that's right. D that one, yeah. Yeah, there's just a lot of them, and I don't. Not as much news. Not as much news this time. There's like tidbits and information about stuff, but not like hard. Hey, surprise! We're doing this, or this is happening, or this person was cast, or this person died, or anything like that. Kind of a low-key Comic-Con, but I think I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, you want to just hit on some of the highlights, guys? Uh, yeah? Okay. Sure. Sure. So, first of all, we've got, watch a single thing from a, a, we got an announced, announced sequel for The Great Mouse Detective. Radigan is back better than ever. No. Um, DC. A, DC a, had a good time. Here's the did. thing. I can't tell if that's a joke or not. It, it's it is whatever I you want it to be. So DC had some fun. They announced they well first of all they debuted. I'm gonna call it now. It's the best comic book movie poster ever. Uh, with the the one with where they're all standing mm. around. It's like only not one person can save the world or something like that. That was pretty dope. You can't save the world alone or something. Sure, whatever. I, the only the only cheat on that was that the they made the battering like the bat symbol an E and I was like mm, okay but the other ones worked e. okay. It's <laughs> like that doesn't really pass for an E but you know I'll give you a pass on this one but like yeah, Josh you said it's it's straight it's like Alex Ross basically. It's it's literally Alex Ross. Love it, love it. Cody, would you do you like that poster? Yeah, it's nice. Is that is that ha- worthy Pretty of hanging? Cool. Of hanging? I don't know. It was nice. I don't know if I would frame it. No. I'd frame it just... I'd frame just the Batman one, because that was like... Whew! The shadows and the ears. Like, damn, that was cool. That was real cool. And uh, we also got a bunch of announcements for movies. Some we knew about, some we don't, and no release dates, really. So, uh, what are some what are some highlights that we didn't know beforehand, or that we... Um, or that have gone... Had name changes, Josh? Because there was like a dozen or something. Um, the only big one is Flashpoint. Which is, that's like the so, whole Flash goes back in time and Superman rips Joker's heart out, right? It's an alternate timeline. Okay. It's, yeah. Yeah, in Flashpoint, didn't Superman rip Joker's heart out? No, that's uh, Injustice. No, that's Injustice. Oh, see, I'm so smart about comic book movie stuff. It's just the best. Uh, Suicide Squad 2 also was in there. And the Batman. 
yeah. was in there. No announcements for release dates. Just like these are happening. Flash still doesn't have a director. That one kind of. I, I can't believe Suicide Squad is getting a sequel. I mean, you can't do much worse. So. I mean, I mean, it made like seven hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah. Oh, you see, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. It did okay. Did well. It did well. Um. Did it deserve to? No, no, of course not. We've heard Mel Gibson for that, and I think do we hear Fetty Alvarez or something like that was going to do Squad Two? No, the most recent in talks is um, what's his name? Uh, John Colette Sarah. Oh yeah, 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 the French guy who did the shark movie, right? Okay. Yeah. Side note: I'm out on Bright. I saw the trailer. Fuck that movie. I'm sorry. I'm not. No, that's cool. Like, I got watch it, but like. Which one's eh. that? It's like Will Smith is in it, and there's oh, like the Will orcs. Smith one. Yeah. That sounds looks like fun. Doesn't look very good to me, but eh, maybe, we'll, maybe I'll check it out. Maybe we'll watch it for the pod or something. But. Um, the big news, I guess, and this was pre-Comic-Con news that they sort of addressed, was Ben Affleck's whole situation. So, basically, the report came out and said that, you know, they were trying to phase out Ben Affleck's Batman, but, like, through the movies, like, they're not going to pull a, a Maggie Gyllenhaal and just, like, replace him outright, but they're just going to, like, oh, he's in a coma, or, oh, he switched bodies, or some in-house, like, along with a continuity story to get Affleck out of there. And I want to get your takes on this. So, Cody, what do you make of the Affleck-Batman drama? And do you think that what Ben said at Comic-Con, where he's like, this is the best character ever, I'm not going anywhere, thing is legit, or are we going to hear an official announcement in three days saying that he's out? I don't think that's going to happen. You don't think he's going to leave? Or gonna uh, leave? I think he'll be... He's, he'll stay Batman for at least a little while. Right. He's not going to leave until he wants to, in my opinion. But the question is, he might want to. Because, like, we were talking about this, and, like, he's... If he wants to, then I don't know. I, I can't... I, I have no knowledge of this whole situation. Yeah. It's worth noting that back in whenever, when there was a report that he might leave Batman, he went on Kimmel and said... Or might leave directing Batman. He went on Jimmy Kimmel's show and said that he's definitely directing it, and then shortly thereafter, he announced that he wasn't going to be directing anymore. So there is a there is a precedent for this, but uh, I'm leaning more towards that he stays, but not for very long. Like, maybe he'll finish his Batman solo, but uh, that might get tricky depending on what Matt Reeves has in store. So, Josh, what do you make of the whole Batflex situation? Uh, until he's not Batman anymore, I, I don't really care. Like, it's... Yeah, for like the time he, being, he's Batman. Do you think he's going to be Batman for like, much longer? If, if he is, he is, if he is, he is. He isn't, he isn't. Like that's. I mean, there's not going to be anything we can do about it, regardless right. of what happens. I so think. I mean, he's as a time for until until November, he is just, he is Batman. Mm-hmm. If he isn't after that, sucks. They get a new Batman. Hopefully, they cast well. Yeah. And the next one sticks around longer. And I mean, there's. I don't think there's much else to say about it. So. I think the compromise of this is that Affleck, if he hate, if he doesn't like doing Batman this much, then maybe he plays out his contract with Justice League, so he's not so um, saddled with this. Because like doing Batman, like Christian Bale doing Batman and Ben Affleck doing Batman is two very different things. Because Bale, you know, he made three movies in in like nine or eight or nine years, and he did some stuff between them, and he would just build his body back up 
whenever he knew, oh, we're filming in June, I better start in December to get, you know, in in shape or whatever. But Affleck kind of can't, he has to stay in shape for the whole time, and he doesn't, he hasn't been able to do uh, as many movies as I think he'd like to do and direct as much as I think he'd like to do uh, with this kind of burden hanging over him. So I think the compromise is to let him do Justice League, and I know this would completely throw the entire thing into a mess, but honestly, if maybe let Matt Reeves cast his own Batman and do his own thing and let, let Batman be a, an offshoot and of Justice League, I guess. Does that make sense? I know it'll never happen. It'll never work, yeah. but... What do you mean an offshoot? Like, do a bat, like, cast a Batman that's completely separate from the DCEU. Like, you have to get a new Gordon, you have to You just do... don't want Batman connected to the other stuff, do you? Well, I'm, I'll be honest, no, but, like, I think that's what would, that's what would need to happen to keep Affleck in the role if he wants to, while also, uh, not having him burnt out and just hating his life. Because, like, having, he probably has to go to the gym, like, for three I hours really a day. I don't, I don't think he, I really don't think he hates being Batman. Mm. I don't know. He doesn't seem to love it. He seems to love it to me. Didn't he just say, he I love it to the crap. He's also an actor. We also have to remember that. <laughs> I, Actors like yeah, that. I, I'll, I I'll believe, I'm going to believe him over a report, no matter who it comes from. So. Okay. Well, he again, he did say he's going to, he would direct the movie, and then he didn't. So, I don't know. It's, it's a rough time, because I, I, I wasn't, when he was announced, I remember reading that, and I wasn't really mad that he was announced. I was mad because he was too old. Too old. Like, if you want an older Batman, you can... There's ways to act older and make somebody look older without being 40 or whatever, how old he was when he signed on. So, I just think having an older Batman is tough. And like I said, especially when you have to get that in shape for it. And that completely shredded out of your mind. And I just think that's a, a tough compromise to make. Especially for somebody who is getting into the... Who's trying to become, like, a director first, actor second, you know? He was, he's kind of been transitioning into that with the town and live by night and whatnot. So it's a weird, it was, I've always thought it was a weird proposal. Um, but if, if they do write him out in movie canon, do you guys have a way, a, like, do you have an idea of a way that you'd like that to happen? Like it to go down maybe? I really, I don't, I don't want them to. I just want them to re- recast. Like I hate recastings, but don't, don't change things up. Like just, just keep it so everything no, as it is. So no Dick Grayson slash Terry just McGinnis or what? No. Okay. No, you don't. I don't want to do that two movies in. Mm. It's that's stupid. I mean, just don't kill him. Really, Honestly, I don't want to. Do that I don't care how they do it. Just yeah. don't kill him. That's Dick, especially I, after BVS. We don't. We don't need that again. I think Dick Grayson would probably make the most sense because night that Nightwing one's going to be coming out somewhat soonish. So. But that would be a really, really abrupt with transition. The yeah, the Nightwing movie wasn't even on the slate that they announced. But we know it's happening. The directors talked yeah, it was about like it. In, in, it's in development, but that's not one of the oh. seven movies they announced that are like their mm-hmm. main oh, well. priority right now. And still, it's it's coming, so that might be the the way to do it. I don't know. Who knows? It's. I'm curious to see Justice League. It's going to be a pretty wild time. And speaking of that, they put out a. I, w- I wouldn't even so much call it a trailer as it would be like a footage dump. Like it was just four minutes of action sequences and some character beats and did you guys watch that? I did. Yeah. Many times. I no, I didn't. Yeah. I I can't. Are we getting into like Amazing Spider-Man Two territory in terms of marketing, where they just 
or I guess more realistically, Batman v Superman type marketing, where they're just like, okay, here's everything. Here's you know eighty percent no, of the surprises. I didn't feel like they showed any. I didn't feel like they showed anything. I mean, they showed a lot of action sequences and other character. Yeah, but that's moments. nothing has. It's nothing. Okay, they well, didn't we... show like any major plot beats. Okay, they mother. Bo- they showed the, the mother blocks. They showed Steppenwolf. They showed. I don't know. They showed a fair yeah, amount. Those are those are things that are like going to be introduced at the beginning of the movie. That's the main villain. Oh, now we know it's what. It's not the... like Doomsday, where it's going to be a surprise. I'm not crazy about it. I think they they went a little bit too far with this one, where I just know in like September or something like that they're gonna do they're gonna show Superman. I just I have that feeling that they're gonna think the only reason people are gonna see this is for Superman for whatever reason. So and it's, I, less is always more because Superman's awful. Well, he's okay. Uh, <laughs> less is always more, and just the the way that they're doing this makes me think that they're not confident in the movie selling itself. That they need to really like double down on how much action and stuff they show. So um but Flash was pretty great. I'll give I'll give him that. They Ezra Miller looks good and I think he's going to be a highlight of of the movie. Uh who do we th- do, you, do you like Flash Josh? Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's You think he was funny? Yeah. Yeah. Just okay. <laughs> and but who the question is, there's a little st- stinger at the end, I guess. Who was Alfred talking to? <gasps> Ooh. Some people it's, say Green Lantern. Superman. I don't know why this Superman. is like so. I don't. It's not Green Lantern. I don't know what people are. I don't know why everyone's like trying to figure out who it is. It's Superman. Could be Condiment King. Everybody's favorite. <laughs> I hope so. Everybody's favorite Condiment King. Hey guys, I heard you need some ketchup. It's like, oh, thank goodness he's here. Oh, that'd be a great crossover with the hot dog guy from villain? Snapchat. Yeah, but he. I think I consider him more of an anti-hero. He's layered. Um. Like layers of condiments, just he's just a lot to him. Um, let's see, um, he's layered. That that's hilarious. Marvel also did some stuff. Uh, they played the Infinity War trailer again, and but didn't release it online, which I kind of like. Uh, which did you guys track that down at all? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Some bad cinematography, I have to say, not from the movie, but the, from the people who shot it. It's like, do you not know what framing is? <laughs> It's like, oh, I'm just going to shoot this from below where you can see a th- half of the screen cut off diagonally so you can't really, really even see anything. I was just like, great, great job, Comic-Con people. Uh, I like how secretive they're being. Uh, I, the, of, the, of what I did see, it seemed pretty cool. Um, but I'm, I'll save further judgment until it's like in HD or in a movie theater or whatever. And um, we also got some info on Thor Ragnarok, and we got a new trailer there, and... Hulk can apparently talk, and there's some tidbits of info, but overall, nothing too, nothing too crazy. Uh, let's move on, shall we? So Dunkirk came out, guys. You want to just dive right in? Might as well. Let's do this. Uh, Coda, let's get your initial thoughts first, and after your initial thoughts, let us know how you saw it, in what format. So I'm curious. Um, Dunkirk. Probably one of the best movies I've seen this year. It was very, very good. It was very, very well made. I'm excited that it was this good. Would you see an IMAX? The 70 millimeter? 70 millimeter? It's not an IMAX. Nice. You know I couldn't see 70 millimeter. Don't joke about that. I know. I've, I Apparently in like 35 or whatever, uh, 70 millimeter projection, the screen is normal. I didn't know that. I thought it would be like an IMAX type screen, but with 70 millimeter. So I'm kind of glad I didn't see it. In 70 or whatever. Um, Josh, initial thoughts on 
Dunkirk. So I'm going to play a little bit of role reversal. Um, I will be Mason from last week, and I'm going to let you guys help me figure out how I feel about this movie because I'm not sure. Oh, hell yeah. Um, so I liked – I'm not sure if I, I – it's, it's a good movie. Um, I'm not sure if I liked it or loved it because I'm not sure if I, I loved the experience of it but just liked the movie or loved both because there's things in it that I kind of like – in any other movie I would have an issue with, but I kind of feel like I could give it not a pass on this one, but like this one is, it's very specific uh, to like what this kind of movie is and like, doesn't, I don't really know how to explain it. Like, I mean like when in terms of like, just like characters and uh, right. storytelling and stuff like that. And like, I guess you get what I'm saying, but yeah. um, the first things first, like just as an experience, it's something else. It's unlike anything. Mm-hmm. Um, no, totally. And, uh, and I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it in, the 70 millimeter whatever i watched it in fake imax because i'm not driving an hour to go watch a movie Boom. um yeah because i don't need to um i think the i think the main takeaway i have from this movie is and i'm really not going to know how i feel about it until like four months from now um i want to see how this movie holds up when i watch it on my tv mm-hmm. um and if it still holds up i'll probably love it but for now i think i'm somewhere between really like and love but i can't place it so i need to figure that out Okay. Um, I'm going to do something that I know you guys are going to hate. I feel... I already hate it. I feel about this movie the way the same way I feel... I felt, I guess, about um, the Joshua Tree Tour. U2's Joshua oh, Tree Tour. I know. Hear me out, though. I saw them in, like, uh, the middle or towards the end of June. And that show is just such... It's an experience. Like, the screen is huge and the... Seeing um seeing these short films that they've attached to some of the songs and the visuals they've attached to some of the songs in like crystal clear eight K that takes up your complete eye line, at least from uh where I was standing was like an experience in and of itself. Just to see those vivid colors and to see that crisp definition where you could, you know, count the freckles on some of the people's faces and see the see the dirt sort of flying across the road. And that along with hearing some of the greatest songs ever written as far as I'm concerned, like Where the Streets Have No Name. Still haven't found what I'm looking for. Uh, with or without you. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was... I love those songs. I know, they're great songs. Bold the Blue Sky, also great. Um, it was an experience in and of itself where it was just like, wow, that was incredible. And then I saw them again at the end of July. Or, excuse me, at the end of June. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw them again at the end of June, and I felt... Um, I felt like I'd step back into this world, but that initial rush of, I can't believe this is what I'm seeing, went away, and I focused more on the songs and the music and the, I guess, the themes of the show. And I feel like that's going to be similar to how I process Dunkirk, because on on my first viewing, it is incredible. It's Christopher Nolan at the height of his powers, doing what nobody, really nobody else making movies can do and doing it as well as anybody who ever lived really ever could. He's just at the complete apex of his career in terms of skill. And it is much more of an experience than it is a movie. I like that, but I can tell you right now, I'm not going to watch this movie more than like two or three times for... I'm not going to say the rest of my life, but I don't see myself revisiting this 
as much as I do Interstellar, Inception, Prestige, Dark Knight. Like I just I just feel like seeing this not in the movie theater will make it worse. When it's not worse, it's yeah. just it's a completely it's you know it it is it's the difference between seeing a band live in concert and listening on your iPod. It's like yeah, the beats are the same, but you don't get the entire experience of it. And so this is really this isn't so much as critiquing a movie as it is critiquing an experience. And it's a ride. Yeah, it's it's a, it is a roller. It's an hour and forty six minute long roller coaster ride, and I was down for that, and I enjoy it, but. How much? How much can this be appreciated outside of the theater? And I think, I, not much. And not not to say that's bad, I, but you I, just you. It's just such. No matter what, it's just going to be such a step down for ninety nine percent of people, and the one percent who have a, like the greatest theater setup at home theater setup ever are going to love it. But for most people, this is going to be, you know, this is going to mean. I don't want to. I really don't want to say forgotten, but this is going to be, sort of. This is gravity. Well, gravity's bad. That's the big difference. No, it's yeah, no. This was one thousand times better than gravity. No, I, I like first of all, I, I this is so here's the, I, this is exactly how I felt about, uh, gravity. I think they're both very good movies, but um, and a lot of people for some reason compare gravity and Interstellar. I have no idea why they're in space. Yeah, I, that's, whatever. That's um, this is much more. I think this is much more comparable. Um, because it is, they're basically going for the same thing. You can argue which one is better, but they're both kind of meant to be that immersive experience. But then when you watch it at home, it's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I feel like this is the same kind of situation. Like I'm going to, I watched this and I was immersed in it. Um, but I'm just, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, am I, is this a great movie or is this a well-made cinematic experience? Mm-hmm. But that's it. Like, and maybe, but I'm like, at the same time, it's like, well, that's what it was made to be. So shouldn't I be judging it on those merits? So that's, I don't, I don't know. That's my, that's my name. Uh, Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I was, (laughs) God damn it. Thanks, man. No, I, I def, I agree with you. It's, it is, it is a tough movie to talk about because it just is so in its own, like it, I don't really think there's any comparison to make just to any movie, really. Gravity, I guess is the closest, but even then there is one story which is an emotional journey even as contrived and stupid as it may be that story has an emotional journey and um this is this is not this is i mean it's it's vr basically it's kind of just a thing that happens yeah it's and i i definitely un- i definitely understand the people who are like oh it has you know characters no story i think the characters are i think it has a very good story and characters but it is they done serve in a their way purpose. yeah it is done in a way where you don't a worse director would have made Tommy, like, woven through all three storylines. Like, directly, like, in, I don't know, in one of the other, I don't know if he could be in one of the other planes, but somehow directly involved with, with uh, the guys in the air, also having a story at, um, on land, and then also being tied into the guys at sea, so there's a through line. But, Worst directors aren't as confident, as I think, as Nolan is where I don't think he really cares if he tells you anything about these people. He wants... He's so good at what he does that it is... That that makes up for... I don't have anybody... I mean, Tommy's close, but I don't have anybody who I can experience these events with all the way through. I just have a couple minutes here with 
with Tommy or a couple minutes here with Ferry or a couple minutes here with Mark Rylance. And that's going to be, and no one's like, that's going to have to be enough for you guys because I'm making what I want to make. And I, fuck, I respect him for that. That's pretty ballsy. And that's kind of amazing. And, um, he has, I mean, we, I, Cody got, got on me a little bit last week because I talked about how many times Nolan changed the movie industry. And I stand by that. And I just, I realize I've left one out. And that number, the biggest change I think he's made is IMAX. And this movie, every movie he's made has been shot more and more and more with IMAX. And this was something like 75%. I counted maybe a dozen times where the screen shortened into like uh, your traditional, like what is it, 3 by 2 or 2 by one or something like that. Um, and so this is it's an IMAX movie. IMAX, though. Huh? It was mostly IMAX, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like 75% IMAX. And that is... I mean, IMAX before this was used for documentaries and, you know, nature footage. And he is kind of turning his movies into documentaries in a way. And that's just... Nobody else is doing that. And it is... I know I don't I don't think I've ever seen a movie that I just I feel like I would be doing a disservice not watching in the theater and with the biggest screen and the best sound I can and uh that's pretty special but um so some likes I guess we can start with the cast because the two standouts for me were Kenneth Branagh and Harry Styles I love both of them and Harry is the best so Josh tell me why he's not But you can't. So the other guy was great. Um, Come on, you the, can't. Uh, Harry guy, Styles the, was good. The main character for everything. Harry Styles was good. He's fine. He's good. Yeah, whatever. Um, Mark Rylance was really good. Um, Tom Hardy was the best because it's Tom Hardy. Um, Say, talk about Harry Styles a little bit more. No, nah, I don't want to. Why not? The main guy, he was great. Why not? I don't want to. Why not? He's good. I want to give him the time of day. What? Why do you hate the guy? What has he done to you? It's. it's Wait another five years and I'll stop caring. Oh man, I think you're being mean to him. I think I he's... guess he's mad. He's, he's still mad that he was in the boy band. No, it's not so much that. It's just, uh, just. Well, first of all, I had fangirls sitting next to me. That was fun. <laughs> um, but they were disappointed. They, they relaxed after the first scene. They what? I, I bet they, they were. Oh my god, the guy doesn't come in for most of the movie. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was, is it bad that I was hoping he would die just so they would be upset about it? No. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fine. I was. So, um, split decision. All right. Well, but, uh, (laughs) um, yeah, it just, I don't know. For some reason, like, the fact that, like, he was probably at least a good chunk of why this movie, I think, is doing well. I think I made $50 million. Um, I, I don't know. That just, bothers me but at the same time it's like you know that it brings people in so whatever um but yeah i mean he was good he i'm yeah he didn't blow me away i don't i don't know that he, that turn that good. he took he's... in the third act was pretty good and he sold that yeah it was, yeah when he like was fine accused the guy of being a spy that i mean that's the only like big that emotional cool. scene that somebody's had like everybody else is pulling it pretty cool character he... was kind of a character Character was fine. Character was kind of a dick, but you know. Well, that's not his fault. He didn't write it. He just had to act it. He did a good job. Yeah, but he signed on for it. So what? When when you do the same thing, it's Nolan. And if Nolan saw something, then I literally don't care. I'm just giving him a hard time. I love Harry. I love Harry. He's the best. 
So Kenneth Brown and Harry are my standouts. Cody, who'd you say yours were? I didn't say anybody. Did. Oh, okay. But if you had to pick a few, you didn't ask me yet. Um, <laughs> definitely the kid from the beginning of the movie. I don't know what his name was. I don't think he ever said his name. It was apparently Tommy, um, but uh, they never said it. Yeah. Well, Tommy then. I, yeah, I don't think they ever said it. He was my favorite character in the whole movie. He was um. Not, he wasn't my favorite character in the movie. He was probably my favorite performance in the movie. Mm. I'm not sure he said a word, but the way he was just, um, he, what am I trying to say? What did he do? Oh, the way he emoted with his face. He's a good actor without saying anything, which I think is it's a very, it's a very um, good quality to have. I think when it's all said and done, I hope that the, the biggest star that comes from this is Jack Loudon, who played the second pilot, you know, the one that crashed and hung out with the guys on the boat. Do you guys remember him? Uh, I liked him. I don't know what... There was yeah. something... There was a movie star quality about him, and I was like, I want to see you in more stuff. Like, he's he was... He caught me off guard with how good he was. Um, So what other members of the cast did you like, Cody? I, like, I liked the pilots. I liked Tom Hardy, who was really good. Um, Kenneth Branagh, like you said, was good. Cillian Murphy, Cillian, whatever you say that guy's name, was amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I I can't think of a bad performer. You didn't like him? No, no. I was just I was about to say like his story was might have been my f- singular favorite one because where he starts, he's oh. shell shot with PTSD, and then he accidentally shoves the kid, and then at the end, Mark Rylance lies to him and said the kid's gonna be okay just to kind of put his mind at ease I just thought was I think that was devastating really that he's and gracious on the part of Mark Rylance where he knew that this he knew that he had, he couldn't tell him the truth there and I, th- that's that's something that comes up in a lot of Nolan movies is like in Dark Knight Rises or Interstellar or um Inception to a lesser degree but like the the concept of one big lie comes up a lot with him and this was that movie's one big lie, and it was the most devastating. Like even more than Interstellar, where the lie could equate to the loss of the human species, this one was just so merciful, I guess. And it was just it. It struck me. It was how how good, just how smart that was. Um, so I want to ask you guys: rank your sections of the movie from favorite to least favorite. So like land, sea, and air. Which ones? Which ones sucked you in the most, and which ones sucked you in the least? Cody? Uh, I liked the air section the most. I liked the boat section the least. And I liked the land section in the middle. Josh? Yeah, I'm also with Cody. The boat, the <laughs> sea stuff is my least favorite. Um, and then my favorite is probably the land. Oh, really? Number two is, yeah. Wow. And number two is the, the, the air. I did not expect that. I thought everybody, yeah. I thought basically everybody was unanimous that the air scenes were the best ones. Wow. They were awesome. Good job going mean, against the grain. I mean, it's pretty much the same stuff going on in every single one of them. I know, but it's so cool. It's great. It's it's really really cool stuff. Yeah. Now mine's mine's air, sea, and then land. Uh, I know that. Like I said, that Killian Murphy story just really got to me. And then the stuff in the air was just absolutely fabulous. And no one puts you there. Like literally, like you you see through the cockpit at what what Tom Hardy sees, and I don't care what anybody says, the shot of him without any gas just kind of cruising around at the very end was the some of the best 
visuals of the year. Yeah, just this plane not moving, just sort of gliding around. It was kind of funny, but it was also pretty cool. Uh, I mean, it's like, I think it wasn't funny. But I, mean, I thought, for some reason, that it made me laugh, too. There was just this plane sort of, the propeller is not moving, it's just sort of gliding there. It was, uh, it was kind of funny. It made me giggle, at least. Um, the, the plot structure that Nolan did. It took me a little while to figure it out, but once, I think, uh, once they do, like, the whole drive-by of the blue boat in in the air sequence is when it started to come together for me that these were going to converge at the end. And this all three sections were leading to the same conclusion. And I thought that really, really worked. And it was... um, I, I'm not going to lie and say that I wasn't confused at times of trying to, like, figure out what took place when and why certain things happened in the order that they did. But it was... It did frustrate me, but not enough to really care, uh, and for it to be a a drag on the experience overall. Like once, once I saw something, I thought about it for five seconds, ten seconds maybe, and then just there was something else incredible to look at, or some other you know harrowing sound design that shook me, uh, made me jump or whatever. Uh, how do you guys feel? The feeling you feel. Yeah, yeah. How do how do you think he, he executed the the plot structure? I couldn't really, I can't really say just because it like, it never felt like a real, I don't want to say it didn't feel like a structure, but like, it was so just like, uh, I don't really know how to explain it. It was just so like in the moment at all times. Right. If you know what I mean? So I don't know. It just, but it, I mean, whatever it is, it worked for what yeah. he was going for. It's called so, a triptych. Job well done. Triptych to triptych or something like that, but it's pretty dope. Um, so, do you guys have any th- dislikes? I mean, really, my only dislike is that I don't know if this is going to hold up outside of a IMAX experience. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, I mean, it's very tight in terms. It's like an hour and forty minutes. It's exactly the runtime it needs to be for something like this. Like characters aren't that interesting, but at the same time, they don't really need to be because, like, the character is the event, the war. I guess some. Some plot lines are more interesting than others, but all of them are like interesting in their own way. That's as, I mean, that's as much much of a critique as I can give it because I don't really have any really negative things to say about it. So this movie is like it's his least talkative movie ever by far. I mean, it's there's really Which not I much loved. chatting. Yeah, no, it was great, and because I mean, he talked in an interviews like I just I so wanted to avoid the typical war movie of cut to some room full of general dudes making decisions or whatever and I think that was done that was done for the best I mean, like I said it's about the event not the people um but it's also the people make the event so it's but it's good nonetheless um I guess the only thing I can say that I didn't like and this maybe goes to the direction <coughs> was some of the actors I just for so little dialogue I couldn't understand half of it just from the the heavy accents and like I don't know if I missed anything because, you know, the dialogue is just setting up or it's alluding to what I just seen visually and could interpret with my eyes or whatever. So I guess it didn't matter much what I heard with my ears as far as them talking. But there was a few times where I was just like, should I have known that? Would that, uh, you know, is or is he speaking English also? <laughs> Maybe there's some Frenchies in there. I don't know. Uh, did that get to you guys at all or did you not really notice or care? Cody? I mean, I missed some things, but I yeah. also didn't care. So I didn't notice it. Yeah, it's just the the heavy like the heavy Cockney accents. Just they just can't. They just come into my ear weird, and I'm not. Yeah, 
It's just ugh. um another thing I read about this. Okay, is you just that, hate English people. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why we seceded, you know. Um Apparently Nolan came up with this idea first when in 1992 when he was uh going across the channel from Dunkirk to England with his uh with his wife and a friend and like took 19 hours to to make the trip and uh so this the, the story has been simmering for 25 years and I think it shows cuz there really is you know like Josh kind of mentioned there's no fat on this movie it is lean and mean as it can possibly be and uh so it's his passion definitely showed because I knew like when he announced this, like there's there's always these little historical events like Roanoke or what really in my case Roanoke where it's just like what happened there and you just kind of get obsessed with it and you carry it around with with you forever and I think that was one of these for Nolan and um, going along with the idea that of the big lie uh, Nolan also his last three original movies have all been about getting home and. This one worked just as well as Interstellar and Inception did, but on a much more grand of a scale. Except, but also it's kind of sadder because once when you get home, what do you do next? You go back to war because this is 1940, and the war has still got a few really tough, a few gory and horrible years uh, to go. And this is just like the middle chapter of just of it's. It's also it's all it's at the same time the last third of like a war movie and the middle of a war story, you know, um, where we know that there's kind of almost no one inside for some of these guys, but they don't. It was just it made the experience all the more just sobering, I guess. Um, I gotta say, actually, another negative is uh, no Nazis, man. Not cool. That's not a negative. No, no. That's a been, historical fact. It would have been for the meme. What, the no Nazis? Or, I think they were there. Uh, we saw them a little bit at the end, but uh, I, I they did. They were there. Yeah, they were around. But you just didn't see them. I think that, that that worked for it. Yeah. You didn't need, You don't always have to say, gosh, I hate Nazis. <laughs> yeah. To know that the Nazis are the bad guys. We didn't even you know see I mean? a, Did we even see a swastika? They weren't on the German Dude, didn't planes. Have to. Everybody knows who the Nazis are. No, no, I know. I know. I'm just wondering. That's I'm not saying I needed it. I was just like, huh. I'm just realizing we never even saw like a any German or Nazi imagery at all. It was just it was an interesting choice. So, any final notes, likes or dislikes or questions that you guys had? This is it's a hard movie to to just take in. I guess one time. So. Yeah, I, I think I go. pretty much covered everything I had to say. Where the hell does Nolan go from here, really? Like he's just—he's pushed. I—I—I I, I like to. Th- I think he has pushed his the narrative boundaries just as far as he can. Between Inception, Interstellar, I mean, well, Memento, Prestige, Inception, Interstellar, Dunkirk—it's like every single one of these has kind of gone deeper and deeper, and just. He's outdoing himself every time with his narrative skill. I want to see what he can do with a horror movie. Hmm. I don't know about that one. I do. Inception was a horror movie for a time, but he said he didn't feel like making want, a horror movie. I want to see like a psychological sci-fi, or not even sci-fi, but just a psychological horror movie, and like what he can do with that. Like what storytelling, what hmm. new storytelling can he bring to that? Like hmm. that, I want to see. 
Okay, so Cody, what if you could pick Nolan's next movie, at least genre, what would you want it to be? Mm. If he came to you, if he walked into into your house with his scarves and his tea, and said, Cody, (laughs) I need you to help find my next film. (laughs) That's your Christopher Nolan. Yeah, and then he he would accidentally brush up against a camera phone, and he would get, like, rabies and die. So low quality. I want him... I want him to direct... Can you imagine a Christopher Nolan musical? Oh my god. Sure. That'd be, amazing. That'd be something else. I don't know. I, I, don't I, I, I he'll figure something like. out. Yeah, he'll... Who knows? 2019, 2020 is probably when it's gonna come and counting on the days. That's the worst thing about going to... about a Christopher Nolan movie is that now you have to wait until the next one. It sucks. Um, I don't know. I've... I don't want to say Bond... Because he said he wants to do it. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna work though. That would be a bad idea. Because who knows how, when Craig is gonna be done, and I think he's gonna want to do at least start his own and maybe produce or something like that. I I I don't think they're that the broccolis are gonna be able to seed over enough creative control for him to be happy. I think he's gonna be. I think he needs like a lot. Like he he needs to call the shots basically, and I don't think that they're gonna do that. Um. Maybe they do. Who knows? Uh, what's the Christopher Nolan movie I've always wanted to see? He's done Batman. He did. He made m- my favorite sci-fi movie, really. So that's you can tick that box. Uh, shoot. My first thought is he's gonna try to go bigger, but where can you go? Jeez, uh, it's it's tough. But if I were to, if I were to say what I would want, I would say I think I would like to see a straight up like a character like drama like he like he was talking about doing a Howard Hughes movie a long time ago like before Batman Begins and I would want to see what he'd bring to a movie not like not that exactly but something along those lines but if I were to guess I'd say he's going to do another psychological like thriller or something like that but I have a feeling he doesn't want to get pegged into a box of oh I'm the thriller guy and I'm the studying the human condition guy. You know, he's going to want to do something completely <laughs> out of the ordinary. That so one's maybe, so specific. So maybe that's Bond. I don't know. But I'm down to see it whenever it comes out. I'll be there opening day. and I think next time is when, he, when he's going to shoot a movie entirely in IMAX. Because it's, it's been creeping up further and further and further with every movie he does. And I think this is it. Did he do any of Inception in IMAX? Okay, whatever stops the aspect ratio changing. I'm um, so sick of that. I don't know. You don't know? I don't remember seeing that. Hmm. I know the Dark Knight was, and that was before Inception. Yeah, so yeah. Probably. That's what I was thinking. By the way, that, that video of the end of Inception, where it's a fidget spinner instead of the top, is the best. I, I don't care what you say. <laughs> oh, that's, God. That's the best thing the internet's ever done. It's just so funny. Uh, are you guys comfortable giving a grade? <laughs> I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Okay. I'm going to go with a nine. I think it's one of the better movies we've seen for the show I still like I think I definitely I still like Steve Jobs and probably Star Wars and maybe Spectre no here's what Nolan needs to do he needs to do a drama with like a drama or something like that with an Aaron Sorkin script that's what needs to happen that's exactly what I was about to say yeah. oh my god that would be that would be ultimate banus but I don't think he'd want to direct somebody else's script especially not now oh well I mean hasn't he before 
Yeah, he did it once with Insomnia, but he's either written it solo or with his brother or David Escoyer every other time. So, huh. I mean, he's written solo, like, yeah, a lot. So, I don't that'll never happen, but I want to see it. Um, I mean, he could write with Sorkin. I don't think either of them could. I, that's Those are two type A personalities if I've ever seen any, so I don't think that'd work. But hey, that'd be cool. Um, I'll go to drop it a nine. I don't know if I said that already, but I'm going to give it a nine. I loved it. Who knows how many times I'll see it again, but the one I, the one that I did was pretty dope. And I think I'm going to try to see this again in IMAX. I think, I, I think that's something, because I, I regret so hard. Oh, you so didn't hard. see it in IMAX? No, no, again in IMAX. Because one of my great regrets, in addition okay. to not seeing Inception on the big screen, was not seeing Interstellar twice on the big screen, like in, in IMAX. That was that haunts me, and it will continue to haunt me. Uh, Josh, try a grade. I think I'm gonna go with nine. Yeah. Okay. Just for for the time being, for what we got, and for what this is, at least in the theaters, yeah. it's it's something you need to go out and see. Maybe. Something that it's the rare time where I will actually say go to the theater and watch a movie. So. This is this is why we need to keep these movie theaters around as long as possible. Movies like this, movies like this. Yes, I agree. Yeah, Josh. yeah. But you can <laughs> you know you can also have movies come out day and date. So, I I think thirty days after release is the appropriate compromise here. That's not you know what that's not a that's not a bad compromise. I would be okay with that. So would I, because he, he talked a lot about like. Um, Amazon and Netflix. He dragged Netflix so hard, and he's like, "Amazon's doing it the right way. Yeah. Just put it out after because you're gonna make your money in the first two, maybe three weeks. So for for smaller movies like your, I don't know, Alien Covenants, I guess if that can be considered a small movie, theater for thirty days. That's after not that, a small, although that movie Batman, bombed. But... It didn't bomb. It just didn't make much. It 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 Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Should have made more. Didn't. Which means we don't have to, we don't have to see any more. Yeah, I'll say I wouldn't be that upset. <sighs> Damn it! Unless Denis Villeneuve made one, and then I would fucking cry. Then I would be excited. Cry so hard. Um, where's this rank and known for you guys? Do you have any idea or off the top of your head? It's one of my favorites. Do you know for sure what you like more? Um, probably The Dark Knight and Interstellar. But oh, man. this movie was awesome. It's my fifth favorite. I loved, I mean, it, for me, it goes Dark Knight, Interstellar, Prestige, uh, Inception, and then this. So it's it's up there. Josh, what about you? Not really sure. Like I said, I'm not going to really be able to know where this ranks or how I actually feel about the movie yeah. until like I see it again down the line. I would say maybe like my sixth-ish favorite, maybe seventh favorite, but there's only one movie of his I don't like. So. Stop it. That's not saying much. What's it like being the worst person ever? How am I the worst person? You don't like Memento. Yeah, I know, but Interstellar's good, and Memento's... It's not. I don't like... I just don't like watching movies. I don't like any movies that show me two scenes twice. Like, there's this movie called Vantage Point that kind of sucks, and it does the same thing. Well, that's just a bad movie. Vantage Point was okay. I just don't like seeing the same thing twice. No, it's not. That was a bad movie. You're a bad movie. Um, the president has a clone. What? You just brought up I'm a sorry. movie. You just brought up a movie to insult it. Then I insulted it. Then you defended it. Welcome to America. <laughs> How life works, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's my fifth. Uh, watching, reading, listening to. Cody, why don't you get us started? 
Mr. Robot. Oh. I don't know. I don't really... I, I'm just trying to live my life right now. I'm not really watching anything. I'm just surviving. I'm working. What did you think of the Snowman trailer? You saw that one. I love I did watch it. That makes me excited. Josh, did you watch it? Because I love that book. Nope. Oh, come on. It's so good. There's a There's a scene where Michael Fassbender is like in this sewer kind of thing, and he shines a flashlight over, and there's a, a woman's severed head is on a snowman. But was Jigsaw in the trailer? No. But Michael Fassbender So why would was. I care? Michael Fassbender. It's awesome. Yeah, it whatever. looked gorgeous, too. Yeah. Oh, my. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're missing out. It's going to be an awesome movie. That? Thomas Alfredson. Ready Player One had Freddy Krueger and the Iron Giant. That's all I need. Um, I did some rewatching. And I saw a new movie, so the rewatching first is... So I checked out the Dark Knight trilogy, just gave myself a little refresher uh, after I saw Interstellar and Prestige, just kind of randomly to give myself a little Nolan kick. Uh, man. Dark Knight Rise is just... It's slipping down for me. That is just... That movie bums me out. It's... It's still good, but... Man, it just seems like it's Nolan on autopilot. I don't... It's just... It's sloppy, and... The plot just goes too far, and the, the universe expands too much. It's and a fantasy and a reality. It tries to have it both. Have both, like the the, the nuclear having a nuclear bomb and a, and the world's biggest city in quarantine and a prison hole and the clean slate. It's just every it takes everything just a step too far, and it makes it too big. And I just that movie bums me out. I still like it. It's not great, and I know you guys. Well, defended hardcore, and I respect you for that. But for me, I'm so particular about Batman. Where no, I mean, sometimes these things just snowball, and it's the worst Batman. It's the worst uh, Nolan Batman movie. Yeah, you're not gonna find anybody debating you on that. The thing that really bugs bugs me the most is like the establishing shots of Gotham City are just all over the place. Most of them are New York, but there's a few. Pittsburgh's and like two Chicago's in there. I ca- like I counted them up. Like nobody notices that, but it just threw me off completely. It's like what, what, uh, what is this environment? I don't understand it. The night before I'm I saw, very, I always go back and forth. Yeah, about which what you like more or less or what? I just if I like it or not. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's I can't get the salt. Like I've liked it less and less the more I watch it, which sucks. But whatever. Um. And then I, before I saw Dunkirk, You'll I saw... You'll get that way with Interstellar. Yeah. Which, no. No. That movie's perfect. Uh, I also saw... I saw Valerian in the Thousand Planets, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I think I've seen the worst thing I can see this year, I thought it was Power Rangers. And I was like, oh, wow, that was horrible. And then Book of Henry came into my life, and I was like, Jesus Christ. And then I saw Valerian, you guys. I don't... People think it's good. Like, nobody I know really thinks Book of Henry... Like, nobody I've seen at least thinks Book of Henry is, like, a good movie. At least anybody who hasn't interviewed Colin Trevorrow within, like, close to seeing it, which is just the most bullshit thing ever. But whatever. Um, but... So nobody thinks it's good. Or people, like, it could be a guilty pleasure. I can get that, because it's so bad. It could totally be a guilty pleasure. But people like Valerian... And they think it's good. And Okay. It's it's got like two, maybe three good scenes and good concepts in there. Like there's this thing where they go to this like 
VR market called Big Market. Like it, so like they're in the middle of a desert and they put on these goggles and they can go to these different levels of this VR place, which didn't make kind of kind of didn't make sense because like there's multiple levels to this Big Market thing. But they can so they can go under these underneath like what should be the ground for it, but they stay above ground. So I don't. The logic is kind of hazy. And there's a there's a cool scene with like these orc thingies, but it is other than that, it's horrible. It is just a it's CGI vomit. It's the the designs are creative, I guess, but there's so much just bullshit going on. The story sucks. Dane DeHaan needs to stop acting. He hasn't. I thought the throat voice thing was like for a character back in the day. But now that's like his speaking voice, and it just drives me nuts. Cara Delevingne was okay, he, but they had no romantic chemistry whatsoever, and they ADR'd lines. Like, but it's one of those movies where they'll say one thing, but their mouth says another, and they don't like they don't try to uh-huh. hide it at all. It's just like it's like watching a Japanese movie, you know. <laughs> and the story just sucks. The writing is bad. The like, it, it's just not good. It's bad. It's not. It's a horrible movie. It's terrible. It's bombing at the box office. Like I said, it would. Everything I said came true, and I was trying to like it. I thought it could have been good. The action's bad. The characters are bad. Story's bad. Visuals are bad. Direction's bad. Writing's bad. The effects are just obnoxious. Good about it. Like I said, there's like two cool scenes. (laughs) There's maybe two cool scenes, but Rihanna's in it, and she plays like this blue nymph most of the time. Like she does this. She does this strip tease of like a she does like a pole dance for like twenty minutes, and then she just is a glob, and then she dies. Spoilers, I guess. And like Clive Owen and fucking Ethan Hawke both are in the mo- are in the movie, and they have like somewhat substantial roles, and they just freaking bum me out that they had to they stooped this low. And Luke Besson just needs to stop. He and Dane DeHaan both need to stop. And Cara Delevingne, to her credit, she she knew she was in a bad movie, but nobody else did. And like, just, it's just it's so people. These the people that are praising this for its mind bending visuals are the same people who are like ripping on Transformers and whatnot for like, oh, it's just everything CGI, and you know, you just CGI all over the place. It's like, well, this one does it too, but worse. It tries to make environments with CGI, and it doesn't work. It's bad. It's Avatar bad. It's on the same plane, but... Well, it sounds like you really, really liked it and can't wait for the next one. Avatar's a good movie, though. Avatar's not a good movie. It's Thank a you. good movie. People like to, you, People are just shitting on it because it won an Oscar. But no, Oscar that's not why win. people are shitting on it. Yes, people it is. People are shitting on it because it's not a good movie. Yeah. If it didn't get... If it did not have the success it did, nobody would have even have... It would have been like, oh, that was okay, and then nothing. It wouldn't have the hate it gets. Yeah, that's why we hate it, because it made a lot of money. Like if 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 Donald Trump wasn't president, I think I'd still hate him. <laughs> but being at the president's like, yeah, he still sucks. <laughs> There's nothing. The result does not change the direction of it. It's just, ugh, it's gross. Maybe I haven't seen it in a while, so maybe it's decent, but it's also not. Like the story sucks. But uh, what did you watch, read, slash, listen to this week, Josh? Well, I bought a PlayStation Two that I haven't had since I was twelve. Oh my god. I've been playing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Hell by yeah. playing Spider-Man 2, I mean I have not even I have not even touched the story yet. I've just been swinging around New York. Attaboy. Do they for have about is it like 3 hours at a time? Is it 
is it like realistic? Like, could you go on Street View and like, yeah, like, see the places? Like when you oh, go to no. Times Square, do they have like? Is it recognizable? The game Times was Square? designed over ten years ago. No, I know. I'm just asking. Like, so they're just like amorphous blobs or whatever, of like buildings. Like, there's no. I mean, dis- it's not like it's like it's not like bad looking. It's not like completely no, inaccurate, no, but it's Here, like a to, version. Next time you play, try to find 49th and Broadway and let me know what you see. Like, take a picture or something because I want to see how detailed it is. But okay. <laughs> Spy- the new Spider-Man game, I'm buying that day one. That is going to be the best. I can't freaking wait. Um, oh, it looks so good. So good. So good. So good. So good. So good. Uh, <laughs> cool. So, next week, Cody, are you ready? Are you ready to see... And talk about we... the, a ghost story. It comes out. <laughs> it's at Cinemapolis next week. Is it come to Cinemapolis? Cinemapolis. 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 Yes, that's that's what it is. When, um, when's it? David oh. Lowry. It's David Lowry's follow-up to Pete's Dragon. It's on 28th, right? Yeah. Where it's like Casey Affleck's under a sheet, and that's all I know about it. It's about... He's under sheet, and it's about death somehow, and that's all I know, and I can't freaking wait. It's going to be so awesome. Shit, they're showing Jaws on Thursday. Wow. Are they showing bigger Jaws right after? Hope so. <laughs> hey, that's, that one was for you, Josh. Bigger Jaws. <laughs> the best. So, very exciting. Can't wait. Ghost story. I am super excited for be, this movie. Be there, be square. Uh, until next time, Josh, Cody. Take it easy. Later. Cue the One Direction song. Oh, God. And there it goes. I don't know any One Direction songs. <laughs>